To me, it's tied to the mob, to the internet mob, because they even bring up, did we contribute to this? Had we not gone on this hunt and gave him this attention and created this need for us to want to get him, would that have maybe not caused him to move on? Was it our presence and our attention that, that caused the escalation? Yeah, that caused yeah. the escalation because now he had an audience. Well, that's a, that's a stupid question to ask. <laughs> it is. It's like, are you as an audience member contributing to this sociopath's desire to kill people? You guys get to owe in some of the guilt. So yeah. how, how's that taste? How's that taste? <laughs> the golden rule is don't do unto others as you would not have done it to yourself. And I'll give you an example. Um, I once on a pretty active forum back early in my days of leaving the church made a comment that I regretted that uh, wasn't like super sexist but it was a little bit sexist <laughs> it wasn't it was like the most sexist no, thing I've, I've ever said I've, I've just... vetted this I've vetted this with some people that whose, whose opinions I I trust and respect like Louis CK said before he got uh, sent into the wilderness I like how Matt was saying I solved the problem of evil if you just remove the God element yeah, yeah. I resolved well, it well, that... now you're not talking about the problem of evil well, that's no. been, you're restructuring the entire argument first I want to change the question to really make it an easy argument to solve (laughs) welcome back to infants on thrones i'm glenn ostland and this is episode 622 don't f with cats problem of evil or something something about evil whether it's a problem I, I don't know you'll hear about it but guess who's back guess who's back i'm gonna C-pop make a fucking Poo. point because i'm tired Poo. of going go for it man touch this randy snyder oh i love this conversation so you're gonna hear today matt long tom perry randy snyder and it's just awesome i hope you love it this is infants on thrones philosophies of men mingled with humans. We are the core. I, uh, I'm knee, knee deep into the 48 laws of power, Tom. Oh, yeah. How's that? I'm loving it. Um, really? Yeah. It's, it was a tough read for me. I mean, like I said, if once I started listening to it with the perspective like oh this is how like sociopaths and psychopaths work <laughs> then it then it started like making it was mu- it was like a level of entertainment but also very informational i'm like oh shit that's how they that's how i've been victimized by yeah. <laughs> some sociopaths or whatever like oh yeah I think, it's good I think to know does, it's good to know their playbook man well he does <laughs> he does an amazing job with those kind of um metaphorical you know allegorical and um historic real you know historical examples and I, I think what i'd like to do is go through that and try try to really pinpoint very uh more more accessible kind of modern examples that would that would make more you know i, I think the, the examples that he uses are like so far removed from our reality or our our, our world that they may as well be boogeymen, you know. You know, you, you reference the prince and 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 um, you know Napoleon or whatever. You know, the different things. It was just kind of like yeah, at this point, these are just fictional characters to to people who are listening to this book. So I don't know that it it has as much integration as it as it maybe could. But I, I thought it was it's like a needy. I mean, like four or five is all. And yeah, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really enjoying it. Kind of fascinated by it. There's some article about how uh, Jeffrey Epstein apparently had in his amazon thing had some handbook of destruction or something i don't know the, uh, <laughs> that sounds, the, sounds like him <laughs> yeah is, is the nice segue to uh really what we're going to talk about here the right. uh, problem of evil and don't fuck with cats an internet <laughs> what is it what's the col- colon an internet guide to not fucking with cats or something um no an inter- what is it the internet investigation um so i tom you haven't seen it yet still i still haven't seen it so we're not gonna i don't want to break it down really but but uh because i don't want to spoil anything 
I don't mind. I think if you want, spoil away. I don't. Yeah, mind. Yeah, but I don't think it's necessary, and it's not. Nece- it's it's it's. It, but um, there will be. Yeah, we can't talk about it without the well, big no. spoiler. But you, wait, um, did you say the big spoiler? Yeah, the big spoiler is that the guy moves on from cats to. Oh yeah, that's that we can talk about. Yeah, spoil away, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. It's but fine. the uh, but but I thought the reveal at the end, bro, was fascinating. Kind of what? some of the some of the other motivations and some of the other things that that I don't want to spoil because I thought that was a nice little reveal at the end. Um, you know the tie-in to, you know what I'm talking about, Randy? I actually don't know what you're talking about. Did I did I turn it off before the? <laughs> yeah, you're like I'm, I'm, I'm an episode and a half in. I'm out. I'm fucking out. Right? <laughs> Credits are on their way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I get it. Bad guy. I'm out. Right, Randy. Give us a give us an overview of don't fuck with cat. Like the yeah. Broad points are um, this video surfaced on YouTube uh, where this guy. Um, in a very cruel way, um, he, he took a plastic bag, took, I can't remember if it was two or three kittens, but it was kittens. He stuck them in the bag and then he used a vacuum to suck out all the air uh, until they died. And that, you know, the don't fuck with cats is like supposed to be one of the rules of the internet because, you know, people, like you put a, a kitten playing with a, a ball of yarn and it goes viral, you know? Right, right. People love cats. People I would argue that there are a segment of the population that have more of an emotional response to a cat, a kitten dying than they would to like a baby dying. A human. And in fact, in this movie, in this, or this movie, in this documentary, the, the only tears that were shed were for animals. Yeah. That, that, that is something I wanted to say <laughs> is that they, they talked about this, this poor Asian gay kid who was targeted Got his head, you know, got brutally murdered, stabbed to death on on camera, and his head cut off and dismembered and all that. And they mention that with a dry eye. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about the, the dog, the, the dog that died, yeah, his dog that got murdered. That the investigator Matt is yeah, the you're one. Talking about, you're talking about the sergeant. You're talking about the cop. Yeah, I'm talking about the detective, the yeah. one who was investigating it. She mentioned everything with like clinical language mm-hmm. when it came to the human. And then when she said the dog, they had to stop because she was so choked yeah. up. Yeah. So don't fuck with cats. So this guy fucked with cats. And so this, uh, this online army formed to try to uncover who this guy was. And he, the, the theme of this is that he enjoys the chase. He enjoys to taunt and to be chased and to mock while he's being chased. Yeah. And uh and these people's lives are just basically consumed. I mean, so many of these people's lives are just consumed by finding out who this guy is and they go through all these different ways to try to figure it out. They can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. And then uh the guy taunts him again by posting another video where he's playing with the the kittens' corpses in rigor mortis so they're stiff and he's just playing with them. Um and then um, they try to contact the cops to let, you know, they think they figured out where this guy is. They've narrowed it down to a street corner in like, what is it? Toronto. Yeah. There's a lot of Canada and some Europe. Yeah. Cause it, Canada. He, he, he's from Toronto when he does kills the cats and he moves to Montreal when he kills the human. At any rate, these people's, um, obsession does, um, produce results and they do figure out, uh, basically who this guy is but you know what is a cop gonna do when they get a phone call <laughs> they say we've done an internet search hey we figured out who tortured these cats <laughs> right yeah they're like well we're more worried about you know humans being killed but at the same time the uh you know the internet mob that was going after this guy knew, i mean everyone knows that torturing animals is, is a pretty good sign of violent psychopathy mm-hmm. and uh and they were worried that he was going to escalate and I don't know that it's fair at all to blame law enforcement for not, uh, you know, working harder and stopping this guy. And what are they going to do with him anyway? I mean, it's not even, I mean, what it, it's maybe what a, you tell me it's a class two felony or whatever it is to kill cats. Well, it's Um, it's a, it's a felony in certain States, but uh, okay. And it's in Canada. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And all, all the, the mob was all from the United States as far as I could tell. Yeah, well, yeah, but it seems like the leaders. Yeah. yeah, sure. So anyway, the the kid is clearly disturbed, and he moves to, to Mont- from Toronto to Montreal, and uh, tr- 
brings in this, and, and the kid is gay, um, or at least bisexual. And he's a really good looking kid. Um, mm -hmm. So easy, like, uh, kill, you know, luring someone to his apartment for sex is like shooting fish in the barrel because he's a really good looking guy. And uh, so he lures this Asian guy in and then he sets up the camera and he's like, you guys think fucking killing cats is bad? Watch this, motherfuckers. And he, on camera, just, he has the kid tied up and uh, he has, uh, what was it? Uh, what was the poster that was above the bed? Oh, yeah, geez. Um, that ended up being one of his downfalls. Yeah, there was a number, of, well, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. The poster doesn't matter. But he uh, just brutally stabs this kid to death right on camera and posts it on the internet. And that's and really not even just the internet, but he's, but again, it becomes kind of this. Uh, he he he's got an audience now in the group that's trying to find him and catch him, and so he really seems to be targeting his his exhibitionist side to this group who is targeting him. Um, yeah, did he post it on their website to to go after him? It, it, that that's that's kind of how the, that's that was my understanding of it is that they um, basically he's, because he's he kind of infiltrates these groups. He does multiple um, you know multiple um, uh, profiles and things like that, and is and is and is messing with this 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 group that ends up um, you know because it's uh, their their thing goes viral and it ends up like going out on Reddit and it becomes they just become. Um, you know, tens of thousands of people that start getting in one way or, or, you know, one, either one way or another involved in this hunt for, um, for this dude. And so, yeah, he really, you know, the, the, that attention, I think caused him to, um, to really focus on his, 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 <laughs> his audience as it were. Right. And ultimately though, he doesn't get caught because of the videos. He gets caught because he doesn't know how to dispose of a body and uh, a maintenance guy notices blood coming out of a bag in the trash area of an apartment complex and calls the cops. And lo and behold, they find uh, uh, the torso in a suitcase and the other body parts in plastic bags. And then, um, <laughs> I mean, the dumbest criminals ever, the guy's like driver's license. <laughs> It's in one of the bags with the body parts. The yeah, murderer. The murderer's his own. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just with a his name on it. And they know who did it at this point. They know it doesn't become a it's not a who done it anymore. It's no. where it's a manhunt. And, go get him and he goes off to France and he shows an amazing amount of resourcefulness uh to evade the cops and to really kind of toy with he really toyed with the French cops. Uh and they never could catch him. And then he went to Germany and uh again his uh hubris he had to, he went to an internet cafe in Germany and his picture was all over because of Interpol. His picture was all over the newspapers in all of Europe, Western Europe. He goes to an internet cafe because he has to check on his status. And the, the, the caretaker of the internet cafe calls the German police and that's where he gets arrested. Yeah. It's just fascinating. Yeah, right. His exhibitionism and, his, and what he's doing there. Yeah, he's Googling himself. His inter the Interpol most wanted so he can see just what a big deal he is. And that's where he gets caught. So really poetic. Yeah. Um, so arrested at internet cafe. So, so there's a couple, there's a couple people that, 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 that were in here that I want to chat about just, just a little bit. And, and, um, and that's the, the kid himself, um, his mom, it was a interview with his mom and she, she's very, um, you know, in complete disbelief, not my kid, not my kid. It was somebody else. And, um, the, the police, which we already kind of touched on, um, the internet mob, and then the viewers. Because, and, and by viewers, I mean, I just mean the, the, the um, us. People who either would, would watch this or would, would not want to watch it. And it's, it's like it's tied to um, the, that, that, that law, the, the 48 Laws of Power issue, that book, Tom, that you were saying, you know, I just don't like, don't like watching it. It was like, man, it's like this is a handbook for the, you know, for the, for the criminals more than anything else. And what I've heard about from people is, yeah, I would never watch that, um, that documentary. And the very documentary itself is a continuation of giving this kid everything that he wants, which is attention and notoriety and fame. And so in, in watching it and even creating the documentary that we're, we shouldn't be doing that because it all, all it's doing is, is drawing attention to, you know, this and guys, guys like this. Um, so I, what, uh, it's, you could draw a similar parallel. 
Well, you can draw a similar parallel to like a, a mass shooter because yeah. uh, the, you know, what, what is the, one of the main goals or one of the most common goals of a mass shooter is they feel like a nobody with no power. So they want to become famous. I mean, the, the, the guy who killed uh, uh, Johnny, Johnny Versace, the only reason he killed Johnny Versace was so he could be famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, so then there's the dilemma of the reporters. Uh, do we publish his name? And, but if one person publishes it, then everyone has to. Right. Um, but uh, it's that conundrum of like, this is news. This is a big deal in society. And everyone's going to want to know who it is because everyone wants to know why. <laughs> That's like the, the most innate human thing is like when there's evil that happens, there has to be a motivation or we go crazy. If we don't know why it drives us up the wall. And that's, that's one of the most brilliant things in Othello is the character Iago does all this evil, all this evil stuff. And at the very end, they're interrogating him and they want to know why. And as he will say only one thing, what, you know, you know, (laughs) in other words, I'm not fucking telling you. And sometimes there is no explanation for evil, but, uh, but yeah, I mean that, that's not really what you're getting at is, is the voyeurism of of the human nature well, I, I'm so well, it's the contrast. It's almost the conflict. It's like what you just said. And I, I tend to agree with you is I, what I was so fascinated about this. Cause I, I, I actually learned, um, I learned some things that I didn't, hadn't really thought about before in, in really, um, watching this, this documentary. And so when, when I see it, it, so it's tied to me, it's tied to the mob or to the, to the internet mob because they even bring up, did we contribute to this? Had we not, gone on this hunt and gave him this attention and created this need for us to want to get him it, it would that have maybe not caused him to move on was our was it our presence and our attention that that caused the escalation yeah that caused yeah. the escalation because now he had an audience and they seem to kind of struggle with that really and, and almost recognize that maybe that was that at least was a contributory i think the woman more so than the man yeah, uh, I don't think the man had any remorse for what he did. <laughs> no, that was, that was it was an interesting <laughs> dynamic there, but yeah. And and then they 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 kind of they kind of do break the fourth wall. It's like, well, what about you? Are you contributing to it? You know, kind of that that whole, I, I guess that thing. And so, um, but well, that's but, a that's a stupid question to ask. I, <laughs> it is. It's like, are you as an audience member contributing to this sociopaths? desire to kill people what a stupid question i agree you guys get to own some of the guilt so (laughs) how's that taste how's that taste (laughs) we're the ones that spent all this money making a documentary but now we're going to make you feel guilty it might be your fault yeah you're welcome (laughs) yeah no and i I thought that was bullshit that was complete bullshit um but that it that that i do think again why is not the great question is but um, but in, in learning more about his life, learning about his mom, learning just kind of the way he behaved, I think we learned a lot about or, or is, is why, why do you want to know that? Why do that? That's really the question. Why do I want to know? Well, my goal in, in wanting to know, um, is to understand those patterns. And this is, this is kind of that throwback or that connection to that, the laws of, um, uh, the, the, the 48 laws of power. I want to understand this as much as possible to, protect myself and those, uh, you know, and other people from those types of patterns and from people like that. So if you can learn some of these motivations and some of the inputs that, that um, contributed to, to, to such harm and evil, if we want to use that term, um, I, I, I find it really helpful um, if, if, it's, if, it's from, uh, it's, if it's from that perspective. Yeah, that, it reminds me of like a couple of examples of um, the effect that social media can have on people. Um, uh, I had a friend back in the early days of me leaving the church and uh and then he like suddenly one day just completely deleted his facebook account and uh and uh and he he texted me about it he said i found that my happiness was being tied too much to how people were reacting to the things i said on facebook very self-care. so it's not just like oh a lot of people i got in a lot of internet fights that was my problem yeah <laughs> uh it's it was it was <laughs> was that was, a was that a randy commentary that what you're talking about that, that's my that's the own my own reason for our, why i'm not on th- I'm, I'm technically my account's still open but um I, i'm never i'm never on it 
And, uh, and mine was, I was just like consumed with these internet arguments I'd get on about global warming and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, but his global problem was, not flat. <laughs> but it, it's not just the negativity that social media can bring. It's, it's also the anxiety of the lack of positivity. Like right. you didn't get enough likes and now you feel like you're less of a person and it affects your happiness. And, uh, and the other story is, is a, a really close Mormon friend whose son went on a mission and he came home after four months. And it was a big kind of a devastating thing to the family as you guys remember that would be if, if, if anyone went on a mission and, and had to come home because of depression. Yeah. And so he had to come home because of depression. And I just threw out there as like, you know, you know, I was just, you know, I'm not trying to, I wasn't trying to give advice or anything, but I'm like, I think kids today have a harder time with social media being present in their young minds mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, it's all and, that. And, it's all those dopamine fixes that they get from it and everything. It's like an addiction. Yeah. And then, and then add to it, like you know, when we were kids, uh, if I got bullied, I would have I learned how to avoid the bully and get home mm-hmm. safely, and then I'd be safe for the night. Uh, not, bull- not knowing that the bully's going to reach out in your pocket and hit your phone. Be in your yeah. freaking room. Yeah. Be in your yeah. room with you. He'll be in your room with you and then, and then get people to gang up on you. Right. Yeah, right. Ugh, dude, that's a brilliant insight, man, is both of all those, all those things with it. Um, man. Um, the, the, um, the, the other piece that I, I found fascinating and, and this is, I, I well, the internet mob, the people, what, and, and this is, what are we, what are we motivated when we see evil? And it's that I want to get that motherfucker. Now, it, 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 and not why I really want to protect other, make sure this doesn't happen again and protect things. Now, a lot of times people will say that as a, because, you know, oh, it's for the children and let's do, you know, they, they always have that magnanimous reason for why, you know, the, the, but it's always with this venom of, uh, let's get this, you know, let's go get him. And it's always a pun. It's like, like motivated for punishment rather than motivated for protection. And, and, and I think that's a, it's a problem. I think it's, it's, it's a problem because it, mo- it does motivate um, how we react and respond to harm and in, in evil, if our soul, if our goal, our primary goal, is to punish that guy, not let's stop that and then learn everything we can in order to prevent that from happening. Well, there's a fundamental like dehumanization that happens. So somebody said something that you found really offensive, and now you 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 are so mad about that thing that you want to punish them for that. And they stop becoming like a human who's complex yeah. and is, uh, has maybe has two kids that depend on him for, to be happy <laughs> so he can go to work and provide and a wife that loves him, and you just want to destroy them. Yeah. So well, they, just be, they become like a symbol of evil rather yeah. than a human being that's got flaws. Well, and I don't know how innate it is in human beings for uh, some so, some form of justice or retribution, but it sure seems pretty common that we, that all of us need to see the scales of justice equal out again, and so that's why a lot of people get like that bloodlust. That if yeah, they feel, I, if they feel like there's an injustice that needs to be served, that they're not going to be satisfied until. But I see. I see it as a form of scapegoating. I agree with you. I agree with both of you. That that's that that's the effect, but it is a form of scapegoating where it's we want maximum punishment for the guy we finally can get as a you know as, as a, a symbol as a symbol for <laughs> all the guys we don't get. Well, may, maybe part of that is that reaching for the extreme is like, well, I don't actually know what's going to satisfy this hunger, yeah, uh, of the injustice or whatever. And it's like, well, if we if we make sure that we get this guy the death penalty and that he's dead, that way we cover the bases so that I'm not going to feel that anymore. I guess that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, the but thing it, is, like, how do you, how do you address that that inner? I I need some sort of retribution. You know what's funny is, is, well, is I, uh, I think when you kind of I've, when, oh, sorry yeah go. I was gonna say uh, you know I I don't listen just to uh, United States true crime. I listen to. Mm-hmm 
true crime that's international and <laughs> really for the accents is that it's that really no, no but uh, no just to see how the criminal justice system is so different yeah right, right and and so like this guy in like denmark or sweden one of the one of the scandinavian countries like brutally rapes and murders and dismembers a woman and gets like 20 years in prison and as an american you're just like appalled at how this this guy who's like 40 could be walking the streets when he's 60 when he did something so horrific and uh and it, you know it's because i grew up in this retributivist system uh, yeah. of the united states and this culture and tradition that we have for that um but then when you like objectively step back and compare uh recidivism in scandinavian countries versus recidivism in the united states you're like well maybe they've got something right going but it sure doesn't feel good it does not feel good that that guy gets 20 years with the possibility of getting off on um, parole in like 15, 12, 15 years. Yeah. Why? I mean, so, so, so I'm, I, I'm just, and I, I used to feel that way, but that, no, it's, it's an emotional thing. I'm not saying it's yeah. like a rational feeling. Yeah. Just, I mean, is that that's your, fe- I mean, yeah. I, I, that was my emotional response. I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. fucking a, in the United States, he faced a death penalty in most, see, in some States. See, and, I, and I'm thinking, man, 15 to 20 years, that's a long time. That person's <laughs> completely different in 15 to 20 years than they right. are then. That that's might a be rational enough. response, but that's not that the might emotional. Be enough. <laughs> that's not. And then we you and you with your experience yeah, and your rationality, you know, get out of here. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, but it's, but it's also, a, it really, it's not just rational. It actually comes from a place of compassion for um, and, and a bit of understanding for the psychopath, the, 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 the you know, the, the monster. I, yeah, I, I hate, but who, I who, who, if they're even just loosely tied to the victims is going to show any sort of compassion. With no one, but this is fuck why that, system, fuck that individual, you know, for sure. If you're tied to the victim, but just like if you're tied to the offender, who wouldn't want mercy and leniency and opportunities for interventions and treatments and that so there is you know families are destroyed in, sure. in all of this and good people are destroyed and good people are on the side and 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 are related to and have positive feelings for the offender sure. and, and and again this isn't justification because they, no no it's not you can understand and feel for a person who causes real but if but you take the spotlight away from the victims and you put it towards the perpetrator, like, well, what about their situation? What about their family or whatever? Then the, it feels like the shadow is now cast on the victims. Like, are you serious? And, and like, I, even I mean, even I, an iota you're going to give to the perpetrator? Yeah. I'm going to give, give a number of iotas of saying this really happened and these are, these are experiences that contributed to the, that certainly contributed to this outcome. Yeah. This is not an emotional response you're talking about, dude. Well, it is. A, it actually all. is a remote emotional response. Well, maybe it is extremely, for you, but extremely emotional response because here's what I've learned. Okay. Every offender is a kid who experienced incredible shit. Almost universally, almost universally. Almost every, I mean, I mean, there, there are just some truths, like uh, sadistic psychopaths. Sure, that exists. But that's a very, 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 very low number. Right. <laughs> and so I, I, come, I come from a place, when I, when I see people who do real, 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 real harm, I really do think, gosh, well, how much you must have suffered as a kid. Now, again, the response isn't that, so therefore, let's let them go and let's give them some money and let's give them another kid and let's go send them to... Uh, you know, to an island where he can live in the lap of luxury. That, that seems to be, anytime you even express compassion for someone who do, does harm, that, that seems to be the slippery slope that people think. And you can really have real compassion for the person who experienced harm and the person who experienced uh, or who caused the harm and acknowledge, man, this is a horrible thing that this person went through to bring them here. And I want that harm to stop. And here's some things that ought to be done, not just to stop it, but some form of punishment. And see, I'm, I'm not a punishment guy. I'm a, let's isolate. I, 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 and, and to me, I'm all for imprisoning in a humane way. But, but our current prison systems, whatever. So, so I'm all for isolation and for interventions and, for, and, 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 and because what I, what, I, what I hold is that, what I know, 
is that isolation with comforts is punishment. Yes, put somebody in a room where they have access to television and, um, you know, and, and books and media, you know, music, and where, they, where they're treated, where they have food, and they're, and, they're, and they're not tortured. But as a society, we want torture. And I submit, that's the problem of evil. The problem of evil is well, I mean, that- Tom's reaction is a very human reaction. And the evidence for that is like 99% of human history is uh, so uh, retributivist. I mean, it used to be off the charts. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that if you stole a horse, they hung you from a tree for sure. a very short, short trial. Um, and so Tom's reaction of like, what about the victim? What about the victim? To me, it's not, what about the victim? What about the perpetrator? It's like, what about what is best for society? And if you go by the model where they actually have true interventions and true humanity in their prison system and less uh, punitive sentences, they, they're doing something right because, you know, recidivism is repeat offense and, uh, and just basically the propensity of violence in the entire society we're not doing it right. And our system is so fucked up. We're making criminals out of guys who are just mainly brown guys who are possessing marijuana because they've been frisked a lot more than I've ever been frisked. And, and so they go into the prison system for drug possession and then they become real hardened criminals and they come out and they, they graduate to violent crimes. Well, you talk about for the victim, what help is done to the victim when we put somebody in jail for a long, 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 long time? because that system isn't putting any resources to getting that victim any sort of treatment. Well, the victim the, the, looks at it like, well, at least that person's not going to. Yeah. But the, the recurring theme I hear is like, you know what, but my daughter's still dead and I'm still miserable. Right. So I, I really I've, like the idea of, Matt, of, I mean, uh, of, of, of diverting resources to the victim and their family uh, in therapy in some kind of. And, that, and that's what I'm advocating for saying that, is is that we could actually reduce some of this very punitive, um, torturous, you know, the resources that go to that. It, well, first of all, our the re, our system is so bad at addressing at addressing victims anyway. The, you know, any any form of um, you know, we're we're good at murder. We're pretty good at murder. Um, <laughs> you know, we're pretty good at finding murder and care. You know, and, and catching murderers because. Of, but, you know, when we talk about, you know, sex cases, for example, the, the systems that we champion and cheer, yay, send them away for a long, long time. The, the very system that's built on that is the reason why most victims can't get a voice in the court. They're the, that's the very approach is why these cases are not prosecuted because of resources. And so the thing that they're championing, championing and cheering for is the very thing that is preventing them from from having getting justice in other situations and even having um, having cases investigated and that's the frustrating thing is we say it's for victims and it's not it's for our bloodlust and it's for it's real it's really for our government's <laughs> um, currency because the, the, there are there are certain people who make an awful lot of money on the harsh, harsh sentences and in not having resources go to um, the most vulnerable um, and investigations of the most vulnerable. And, and that's the reality of it. You know, it, it, the, the other thing that's this kind of tied to that is that I was um, reflected on is we're really bad at finding serial killers. Like we remember there used to be all these serial killers in like the, you know, the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Right? Where'd they go? I, I, my theory is that they got replaced by mass shooters, but no, uh, no, no, no. no there exist still. still, they just have learned from the education from, from the other ones and law enforcement hasn't caught up with them. So mm. where we, we are so um, law enforcement is so bad at communicating that we see it in this case, in this, in this don't fuck with cats case, law enforcement isn't built to work you know, uh, interjurisdictionally. They it is, it is in Western Europe. And they don't, and they're not built to work proactively. It, it, if you, if you have a report, if you don't have a report, there's nothing we can do. And there's reports all that all, all the time where people are like, Hey, here's a crime. I can, they're like, yeah, well, 
Actually, a friend of mine just posted, this was hilarious, a, per, a, a woman that used to work at, at the county attorney's office as a, as a legal assistant um, just posted and said, some truck showed up on my um, driveway. And I'm like, hey, can you guys come get this truck? And they're like, well, it's, it hasn't been reported stolen. And they're like, yeah, but um, <laughs> it doesn't belong here. And can you come look? Can you come check? No, nope, uh, we, we won't even come out. And eventually they go through, it's been a couple of days and they get, get it towed and finally get it towed. And it turns out, yeah, the, the ignition was punched and it was a stolen car. It just hadn't been reported yet. And so they had reported to the police that effectively there's a stolen car here sitting in my, in, you know, in my, in my driveway for two, um, for two days. And then it gets towed and now they don't really know where the car is. And so they can't even identify it to identify the person and who knows where the person is and is there now a reason why that person hadn't reported it stolen because they're dead. I mean, it was right there. All it required somebody was to come out. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is a weird thing. Let's look in here and let's say, yeah, um, it clearly belongs to this person. You make a call, uh, open it up, whatever. Oh, it's been punched. Yeah. Now you may have something you may not be four, five, six, seven days from a murder investigation. You might be the first day in. And, and this isn't the only, it's, it's not uncommon for this type of stuff to happen. So the reason why there's no serial killers anyway, I say no, it's because they, they do exist. It's just that they're now being investigated in multiple states by agencies that aren't communicating and aren't connecting. And they think they've just got multiple unsolved murders when what you really have are um, successful um, serial killers that aren't posting their videos to the internet well, or, or, or leaving like a, a really obvious signature of this is my kill. Right. This is my kill. Yeah, the, the, uh, what was the, the, the California, the Zodiac killer, right? Yeah, well, he never got caught. So that's a bad example. Well, he, well, at least, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and, 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 it, and it's, again, it's tied to that is where do we put our resources and why and kind of what are the motivators are. And as long as we're, we're just, we're, we're um, doing things that make people feel good, we're really not taking care of victims. And that's, that's my argument ultimately. And in, in, in what I think this, this, this um, documentary shows pretty clearly is um, you know, there's no proactive investigations and we really as a society don't want to treat these people still don't want to treat people who do real harm as people, but we want to treat them as anomalies and as boogeymen and as monsters. And as long as we do that, we're going to continue to operate under the myths and, and, and ignore the, the, that the boogeymen that, that, that are, exist here, they're in our families. They're our friends. There are people that would do us harm. And if we would spend some time in understanding these patterns, we might be able to see the patterns in our lives and in the lives of our children in order to give, you know, have the tools to be able to mitigate the harm that happens in our life. But we're not willing to do that because that requires, number one, treating people like people. And looking at their histories and saying, man, there might be a through line with um, a lot of murderers. And that through line is they are very severely physically, um, sexually or sexually abused or negligent, you know, um, um, completely uh, neglected as children. And these things are happening at really, really high rates. And that contributes, that, that, that causes, contributes to evil. And so let's go here and let's try to minimize the instances of that. Let's try to minimize the instances of that. And if you do that, we'll minimize the instances of this harm. But, but going and addressing things like, um, you know, the harm to children, those require resources. And it requires some, something other than lobbyists to go in and, and affect laws that don't protect children whether that be mandatory reporting laws and, and, and the and clergy exceptions. We've got lobbyists coming in to do that. And, and, and those aren't the only laws. You've got um, police agencies and, and, and lobbyists and people who come in for resources to go to, because uh, there's a lot of resources that come in through drugs and the war on drugs. And so let's put a lot of time and energy into that because that's a money maker. Whereas investigating a, a, a sex abuse case or a rape case all that does is consume resources. 
And so if I can minimize the instances of, of, of investigations that I do on this end, and I maximize the investigations and the types of, and the prosecutions and, and, um, and, and, you know, deal with this type of evil, right? The, the, the um, drug possession, we actually can make money. But if we don't spend our resources over here, not only are we not making money, but we're spending money. And we don't have the budget to do that. And our legislator is not going to give us more money in order to do that when they're relying on the money that we're bringing in through the drug investigations in order to pay, um, a, you know, a, a, an entire uh, group's salary. You know, I've, I've got 10 guys that rely on me bringing in money in these, in these, in these um, uh, marijuana busts. Otherwise, I lose 10 people. That's the reality of the situation. And so if people can, so, 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 so. The, we are in, in our outrage and in our call for punishment like this, we're feeding the machine and we're, we're feeding things like the war on drugs and to create, um, you know, in, 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 well, there's motivated reasoning associated with this and motivated behaviors. Well, but you, I mean, I'm not, I know you're not saying this, but like I, um, you say it costs money and yes, it costs money and resources to try to, bolster institutions to help kids uh, not just avoid abuse, but to, to escape the poverty yeah. and the trappings that come with poverty. Right. Um, it's yes, it takes resources and people are like, ah, oh, increase taxes. Ah, it's just throwing money away. But, but they're not considering, you know, it's an investment <laughs> because there is a return on that investment. If you invest resources into avoiding creating future criminals <laughs> right um and, and also future contributors to society instead of just you know filling our, our bulging prison system uh the the you know most imprisoned people percentage-wise in the world um you know let, let's uh let's turn these people into productive members of society and then the tide will rise and all boats will rise but nobody wants to look as you know especially with politicians who are all they care about is their term, you know, getting reelected. That's the big flaw in our system is that what's the number one job of a politician is to get real, get reelected. The number one job is to fundraise, right? <laughs> to get reelected. <laughs> yeah, right. Make, bring money in so I can be reelected. That's right. Right. So the politicians inherently in our system are all short term minded and want to keep their constituents happy in, in the short term. So they can get reelected in the next two to four to six years. Right. Or uh, whereas these these systems, you know, the, the, this investment that we need in all kinds of things, but especially in what Matt's talking about, um, it, it's not going to produce a yield for a generation, <laughs> and no one wants to think that way. Right, and and the, and, and the reality is, is the earlier we intervene and the earlier we provide more resiliency tools and life skill tools to kids, that will have impact on the problem of evil. There will be less evil in the world. The more um, resources we give to kids, and again, the, more er the earlier we can intervene. Um, it, 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 we don't have to guess. We, we really do know. Um, we really do. Is, is that in, in, in each of these situations, in any situation, any situation, um, the, the more access to options, the more access to, again, I'll say resources, whether that be educational, um, whether that be um, in, industrial, um, you know, food, you know, the poverty issues, all these things, the less, um, you know, the, the, the less fewer kids we have dealing with that, then that's, it's going to, it will reduce, it will have impact on the problem of evil. But you have a hyper competitive system that is, is, is built on or is, is benefits so many if others are so, um, unequal. You're, you're really not, mot again, motivating that. It, it does come to, I mean, there is a money um, question, even though it, it would be an investment. We could, we could save money here, right? I, I know how much, it, you know, how, how much it costs to engage in investigation and prosecution and how you can use tools, you know, you, know, can, you can adjust that and, and use the system in order to ha save resources to do, do the things you're talking about. It's just that the people who call the shots are personally finance, you know, financially benefiting from um, prison the war on systems. drugs and yeah. war on drugs. 
and you know in in in, in all these things and and that's the problem i mean again we'll say that's the problem of evil the problem of evil is that we have commoditized um and, and made 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 um currency of the suffering ultimately the suffering of kids <laughs> suffering of kids it's a good monologue, man. I mean, a good speech, and I don't have, I don't have, I don't have too much of a quarrel because this is your goddamn wheelhouse. So, yeah, all right. I did bring yeah. you in. Yes, let's talk about the best thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, but you're not you're not really talking about the philosophical problem of evil, though. You're talking about a subsection of well, of I don't know. I think I am because, talking. About, uh, I am well, talking about the philosophical problem of evil. Yeah, you're talking about a small chunk of it. I mean, there's uh, there's um, natural evil accidents that no one's at fault. There's no, no evil intention there. And uh, let's say, let's say the stoplight breaks and both, both ways say green and a T-bone happens. Uh, You got tsunamis, you got earthquakes, you got childhood cancer. I guess I don't see evil in that. I I don't understand. I don't understand. That's the the problem of evil is, is the, the, you know, bad things happening. Is, is evil is the problem of evil question you're, you're talking about well, so, well, so evil, well, evil acts in that. of men well because to me that is evil there is there is no evil in natural things happening those that just happens right mistakes well, accidents that, happen bad things happen well, death happens i mean it's hard no. it's hard for me to look at a, a like a volcano or a hurricane or these things and say oh well that's a manifestation of evil well it's it's the same result if whether or not a psychopath slashes your kid's throat or um the, uh they uh, are, are inflicted with a, a rare form of blood cancer at the same age and are dead within a week uh you, it's still the same result the kid is, has died at an unnaturally young age and that is the problem. I mean, you're, you're acting like, like I'm making this up. This is the problem of evil well, no, that no, philosophers I, fucking talk about. Well, well sure. But let, I would distinguish those two. And here's why. <laughs> to talk about, I want to talk about the result being the same. But, 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 but the problem of evil, Matt, uh, isn't I – re- I think the disconnect here is, is that the problem of evil that philosophers have talked about for millennia is, is in the context of a god that controls there everything. There we go. And so if a tornado comes down and destroys your entire family while you're at work, you're going to find that an evil act. <laughs> and if you believe that God controls everything, then that is evil. That's, a, that's an important condition. And, I, and, and ultimately, and I, I wrote something down as I was, um, as I was, I was kind of thinking about this. It says, well, the problem of evil only relates, it really it relates directly to your concept of God. Yeah. And, and so it, it really becomes it tells you more about what you think about God and who you, th- what you think God is than it does anything about evil or of humanity or any of those things. So I think that's ultimately that gets to the core of it is when you're talking about the problem of evil, you really, all you're doing is revealing. Well, there's no problem of evil. If you don't have a God that controls everything, <laughs> it's, it becomes a uh, shit happens sometimes. And then, well, I see, see, this, and this then men, do, and men do shit. See, but yeah, but I do think that, that to me, the problem of evil is, is that evil exists by man, by, by individuals in some, you know, and, and then it becomes, well, why here and why not there? So that yeah, becomes I mean, a problem of evil of men doing, doing harm to other, to, to me, this is Matt, right? Um, and, and, and this is a reflection more of my concept of God or lack thereof, whatever. Um, and so, so, so I do say, well, there is a problem of evil and there's a problem with, um, people doing harm to other people. Um, and, and I'll just kind of leave it, leave it, basically leave it that, that broad. Yes. It's the problem of human evil. Sure. Because to me, that is evil. Everything else is just a naturally occurring, um, a naturally occurring thing. But, but so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But, but so, so, so you're, every philosopher, everybody that's talked about evil has taken it from this perspective of this. Well, in the Western world. Elohimic. Um, well, I mean, Christians Elohimic. have controlled the Western world for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. So it's all, everything has come in, in Western philosophy. I'm not talking about like Buddhism and Taoism and stuff like that. I'm talking well, about even, what, But even go be, beyond, I mean, go before, I mean, even, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> philosophy in the Western world um, 
after the Greeks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but even the Greeks had the problem. The gods were in control. Like Zeus was in control. So they, they had a problem of evil to deal with too. And that's where uh, you get Euthyphro's uh, two horns and trying to split the horns. Um, but, uh, but as far as like the last 2000 years, philosophy, I mean, everyone was Christian for the longest time. And so your philosophers are like Aquinas and, and August, uh, Augustine or Augustine, however, however you pronounce it. And then you, sure. and then you get on to like, uh, um, what's his name? I think therefore I am, Descartes. um, Descartes. Oh, yeah, Descartes. Yeah. Yeah. Descartes, who was very Christian. Um, and, and, uh, and so it all like, you know, all these people tried to solve the problem of evil within the Christian context sure. with, with an all powerful, all knowing, all, all good, um, God. And that's, yeah. that's traditionally when people say the problem of evil, they're talking about in the context of that kind of God. Yeah. yeah. But, that, that, but why get into it? So that's okay. Why would I have a conversation based on a give, set of givens and a set of reality? I simply reject because well, you're talking, you're talking to a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I, I like I like how Matt is saying I solved the problem of evil if you just remove the God element. Yeah, I resolved. Well, well, the, that, now you're not talking about the problem of evil well, that's no. been philosophy de designed. Yeah, you're no, right. So 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 you're restructuring the entire argument. Well, no, what, to, I'm, what I'm trying to, to really make it an easy argument to solve. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that, that I don't know one that little element. I, I don't know that it does because I, it, it, to me, it's let's. Um, you know, this is the, the Mr. Deity, right? Is, you know, let's, let's eliminate all floods and, and all that. Let's eliminate all natural things. Let's take that off the table. You're still with a lot of fucking evil in the world. I don't know that that's solved. Well, even that could be it. subjective, but yeah, whatever. Well, that, what, what, who defines what is evil? Yes. And, I, what, and I'm defining it as when another person causes harm to another person, irrespective or, or, or doesn't even matter. unintentionally, even unintentionally in most bad things, most harmful things, most destructive and, and, and a lot of suffering. Well, that's what I mean by subjective born of good faith. And I'm, so I'm telling you from yeah, right. philosophy of Matt. Right, 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 evil. right, right. Yeah. yeah so so right. you, you have great, you know, I want my, you know, I want, uh, in, in, I love my kid and therefore I, you know, put all these restrictions on them and then they grow up and, and have all these problems. Well, my intentions were good. You can't blame me. No, I, I, I will. See, because, I, I, yeah, I don't see it. Cause like if someone's backing out of their driveway and they run over their child, I don't see that necessarily. I don't see that as evil. It's a terrible, terrible tragedy. Certainly not evil. No, right. there was no intention. Just a catastrophic, tragic event that can happen. <laughs> so, yeah. so, Matt, there is no problem of evil in my mind. Uh -huh. I, okay. I, I, I'm not sure you understand that. I don't have a problem <laughs> of evil. Because you removed the God element. <laughs> I don't have a God. That's all-knowing, all-powerful. The, 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 long, the long debate is because everyone is trying to convince Christians that their own philosophy. Yeah, I have no interest in convincing Christians. Well, that the... Neither do I anymore. Don't go and say I I've solved the problem of evil and I can find answers in the Bible. I reject the problem of evil. Oh, well, we'll get to the Bible. We can get to the Bible here, but no, I reject. I reject that the Christians get to frame this conversation as if we have to talk about it in terms of how Christians view but well, we wouldn't talk to them about it if they didn't have so much goddamn power. <laughs> <laughs> like Louis C.K. Like Louis C.K. said in his last special, before he got uh, sent into the wilderness, he said, "Stop debating about which religion won. Just tell me what year is it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, um, yeah. Well, I got, I, I, didn't, I got to run. We were talking this in frame frame of a very narrow christian oh come on you said the problem of evil you know where that comes that, from like, you know the baggage that it surrounds you can't just it's like saying hey i know i, I figured out the bible i i know I exactly i know god exactly, yeah. yeah i got i got god nailed down i know exactly what the bible's trying to say yeah right right yeah well so so i do i actually do I know what the Bible's trying to say. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Because let me explain. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and, and, no, yeah, yeah. Real Save quick. that. No, no, no. I want to. It's very easy. The Bible <laughs> is very easy. Just, okay. like, just like the problem of evil reveals 
more about what a person views. Here's what I'll actually say. The problem of evil doesn't just reveal what a person thinks about God. The problem of evil reveals what they think about themselves. Okay. So, and similarly, remove the, Bible, the God element, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. If you want to remove the God element, it does that. And that's why I like, I, so, and I've said this before to a number of people is like, dude, until we talk about anything, I really do need to know what your concept of God is. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you, yeah, it's vital. Yeah, I, it is, right? And, and yeah, so yeah. I want to know your view of the problem of evil, mainly because it doesn't, re- it doesn't just reveal to me about, about your, what you think about God. It really reveals what, what you think about you. Because if you do believe in this um, punitive, you know, uh, cursing God. Interve- tells, intervening God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that tells me what you're willing to do. You're an intervening being. You also will be comfortable intervening in the lives of other smaller beings, right? In the name of a God that yeah. you believe. Sure, sure. <laughs> Talk about the ultimate justifier. Yeah, you'll just be an extension of that, right? Do unto, do unto others the way that you would have done unto you. Well, if you accept that your God treats you in this way, you have no problem treating other people that way. And that's why, that's, that, 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 that is the problem. Again, that, is, that, that, that relates to the issue, but, or the, to evil, but um scriptures <laughs> scriptures simply tell scriptures scriptures are simply um, I, I should say the scriptures right the bible they're probably a better um form of like uh uh, uh <laughs> ouija board uh, uh <laughs> what are those uh what are those tarot cards or um uh, horoscope than anything else is person reads it and they interpret what they you know how it applies to them and their view of it and 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 we have such a tough time and and this is why you can't you know this is this is this becomes the conflict between a lot of uh mormons and ex-mormons but but you guys believe this and they say well i don't believe that yes you do because this is what you believe but i don't believe that and we really force the way you know we interpret every scripture or teaching or whatever and it ends up just being a reflection of that person. Just like my, my concept of evil is directly just tied to my concept or lack thereof of God. And my concept of God is the self, is the idea of the self versus the ego. Well, the, the proof, the, the, a good example of, of what you're saying is that uh, everyone's God shockingly ha- agrees with them in every right. aspect. Right. Their their God is lined up 100% on every political position that they hold. Yeah. And, and um, so, yeah, yeah it's just a reflection time. of yourself. It is. And, and, and that's what the scriptures have become. It, it's a form, you know what it would, um, anybody that has any form of awareness simply is unaware of, you know, it, it, it really, that's just another way of saying I'm ignorant of a whole lot of things because your attention's over here. So you miss these things over, over here. Again, Richard Fen, Fen, Fenman, Fenman? Feynman. Feynman. Was, He's was the bongos, bongos guy. Oh, man, I don't know. I'll have to see his bongos. But he was saying you have to define basically every term. You need to have somebody, when, especially certain terms, but I always want to hear what somebody else's definition is of a word. And he really focused on the word energy, which I thought was really fascinating because he said, you know, he's talking about this, this first grade book, this first, like a first grade science book. And it was saying they gave these examples of, you know, and, and, he, and he gave all these examples. And the answer was, they all require energy to move. And he just explained how they didn't teach what energy is at all. And it's such an already nebulous term that and until, you, until you can really use it with your own, ter- you know, with your, with your own words, you know, you, there's, there's no point in even talking about it. And he was equating the using, you know, using the term energy. Um, he's like, you might as well just be talking about God or magic. If you use the term energy without really being able to define it. He says, and too often, too many people are just taking the word energy and replacing it for any other nebulous term and thinking that it's somehow. Are you kidding is, me? Energy is one of the most, it's one of the most bastardized terms out there. Right. <laughs> right. Fucking energy. Oh, chakras and uh, auras and negative energy positive energy I good mean, vibes uh yeah yeah you know. no, give me you know you got good yeah all those things and i thought it was interesting he was he was talking about that because that that's exactly what i what i think about you know god and you know it's gotten to a point where you know the idea of consciousness is has become the same thing yeah well all right randy so another time 
Um, this, this we, is also we can get into your Bible stories. Yeah, because this is why the Bible is just a reflection of, of you, right? Of me, of your, your thoughts. Is I see, I see brilliant, I see a brilliant allegories of natural evolution in the um, Old Testament, completely. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll reserve my comments for that. Uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into it. Well, so to me, so so let me bring full circle. I I I do think I've solved uh, the problem of evil. According to Matt. According to <laughs> what the fuck else? Hey, bro, did I tell you who God is? It's the self. Hey, who the that, fuck else am I appealing hey, that, to? That footnote is important because people will listen to that and say, he's speaking for me again. He's speaking for right, me. No, I, dude, I don't care what anyone else believes, but I have very comfortably um, gotten to a place of what I believe, and it affects the way that I live in the real world. Okay, quick, quick recap. What is, you yeah. said you've solved it. What is the solution? The solution to, is something the Jesus problem said. problem of evil. What's that? Something Jesus said. Love your enemy as yourself. Empathy. What, huh? Empathy. Well, so, so I'm, yes, empathy, empathy, absolutely. But see, empathy is another one of those words like energy. <laughs> it's meaningless. I mean, it's, it's a, so empathy is another word to get into. And you know, stay on target here. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Man. But focus. <laughs> no, it, but it's, I've really been thinking about that, that, that phrase. And it's, and, and I really do it. it it reveals our problem, which is ultimately this. You didn't, loving someone, loving your enemy as yourself is simply being willing to have the same standard of proof, the same type of evidence, and the same application than, that you would um, to yourself. And that's where we have gone so – I mean, it's always it's certainly been this way to a, to a degree, right? But the level to which we no longer hold not just ourselves but anyone who um, we might think is, is like us you know, whether, whether it be in our tribe or just the way we think or whatever, versus the a person who doesn't ideo- ideologically, our enemies have now become more, more and <laughs> varied to the point that we are willing to, we want, we not only are willing to, we want to treat them differently, which brings us full circle to wanting to treat them as less human. As I think we I- really want to treat, we, we will not have, we are incapable, uh, it, it, it seems, of, um, having the same standards for a person who just simply thinks or believes or approaches the world differently um, than we do. I think uh, maybe more practical, but at least as useful as the golden rule is don't do unto others as you would not have done it to yourself. And I'll give you an example. Um, I once on a, on a pretty active forum, forum back early in my days of leaving the church made a comment that I regretted that uh, wasn't like super sexist, but it was a little bit sexist. <laughs> it wasn't like the most sexist no, thing I've, I've ever said. I've, I've just... vetted this. I've vetted this with some people that whose, <laughs> whose opinions I, I trust and respect. Uh, and uh, it wasn't as bad. And, but, but I got treated like I was like uh, the scum of the earth. I got, just piled on to the point where I was really depressed for a couple of days. Mm. Um, from, from the reaction, just from how you got kind of beat up. When I got, I got beat up and mobbed on yeah. and, and everything. And, um, and so, you know, we all make mistakes. Uh, I think we need to step back and think, okay, what if I made this mistake? How would I want to be treated at this point? Yeah. So don't do unto others, what you would rather not be done to yourself. Amen. Amen. Brother Brandy. <laughs> And I think it's kind of the, it's kind of the same thing. And, and let's do it. Let's actually do it. And, and start. And I always say this: start with your kids. Do you remember what it was like to be a kid? Remember? remember? I love is it the Brian Regan where where you know the parent that the kid loses the um you know the balloon and is like oh I'm crying and the parents like stop it nah quick and he's like you remember what it was like to lose the balloon? It was the worst thing in the world. Remember what it was like to be a kid. Do unto others. Do not unto what not do unto. Yeah. Do, do you remember? Do you remember how scared you used to be? Like if you're gonna get in trouble. I mean, I remember chasing my sister with a baseball bat when I was four, and knocking, trying to kill my sister, knocking two holes in in a door. And as soon as I came to, I I honestly thought my parents might institute the death penalty for. for yeah. You know, you just you're a kid. You're not thinking rationally. You think that it's the end of the world. So think about how scared they are in that situation. 
when yep. you're being a parent and, and act accordingly. Because we're really big compared to we're, <laughs> we're really we big. <laughs> I actually I actually do have to reiterate to my my youngest a lot that I said no matter what happens, I I still will love you. That'll never stop. Yeah. So don't, you know, I have to remind her all the time because you're right. She's so irrational. She's like, yeah, but if I do this one thing, that'll stop loving me then. If yeah. if I fail my class, if I do this, I was like, what? That's in it. No, it's a hundred percent not true. So I have to continue to remind her because I'm fighting these irrational thoughts that come into their heads. So, yeah. Uh, look at Tom's answer to, to, uh, to evil love. No. <laughs> remove the, remove the god element then you don't have the problem of evil that's what that's what I think that's ultimately what we, randy, what we randy all kind and, of randy and i just discussed if you want to solve the problem of evil just remove god from it uh, <laughs> but that's not solving it that's just yeah that's just what taking I mean, that's it, that's making it not a real problem anymore yeah right yeah, yeah. A, a, a better word for it would be the conundrum of evil um, yeah in yeah, the, I, in the christian in the Christian context. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That I agree with a hundred percent. If we want to have a conversation, the conundrum of evil in, a in the Christian context, 20th it century rolls right off Christian. the show. <laughs> You've been listening to If in Stamper. If in Stamper. If in Stamper. If in Stamper. So please subscribe to us. Please subscribe to us. On iTunes. On iTunes. And give us feedback. Feedback. We like five stars. We like five stars. And go to Infants on Thrones. And go to Infants on Thrones. Infants on Thrones. Yes! Dot com. Dot com. That's our website. Please invite us.